Welcome back to, uh, what is this thing called? Um, it only hurts when I talk. It only hurts when I right. talk. Yeah. It's, it's the only podcast you have left. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can't remember that. I guess that's all. If you can't remember this, how are we going to expect people to remember to listen to it? I don't know. I don't know. I barely know who I am anymore. My, my name is Larry, and this is my brother, Daryl. Um, mm-hmm. Here we are. We're back again. I don't know if anyone's going to get that joke. That's an old joke. Dude, we're talking to Gen Xers. They better get those they, jokes. They better get those jokes. Yes, exactly. Well, before we get into the topic of the day, we have to. We we haven't had to do this, I don't think, since this podcast started. Maybe we have, but we we have to do a rest in peace here. All right, we do have to do R.I.P. I wonder if you and I are thinking of the same person. Oh, I, I'm wondering. All right, who who were you thinking about? Bob Barker. And that's not who I was going to go with. But okay, let's let's start with Bob Barker. He died yesterday, he, 99 years old. He did. He was 99 years old. That's a, yeah. That is a part of childhood, especially on snow days when you stayed at home and the parents were at work and you're like, what do we watch? Dude, let's, let's watch he game was shows a all day. quintessential creepy old man. Oh, God, yes. He, I mean, getting people, random people to reach their hands in his pocket for a $100 <laughs> bill. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know there are holes in that pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh. Oh, definitely a, a part of our childhood. Yeah, absolutely. Without question. Who, who are you talking about? Uh, you may not have seen this yet, but Arlene Sorkin died yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. She was six, 61, I want to say. She was huh. very young. So Arlene Sorkin was the inspiration for and the original voice of Harley Quinn. Right. Uh, and Kevin Conroy, who did Batman all those years with her, died back in November, I want to say. November, yeah. So Why did she? I didn't know she. Huh. This I just saw it this morning. Yeah, she was in the days of our lives too. Yes, yes. So that that was just like wow. I mean, oh, lung cancer. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if she was a smoker. Usually, that's the first assumption with lung cancer. But as a voice actor, you can't really be a smoker. I would imagine. Right, right. I don't know. Unless you're going for that the raspy, dark corner bar vibe. Yeah, the Jessica Rabbit, you know thing. Mm. Anyway, Arlene Sorkin, Harley Quinn, big, you know, huge. Uh, I think that we were probably young adults when that all started coming out. Oh yeah, yeah that was '90s. But I saw that and I was like, oh wow! Like like she she was that character, and yeah. anyone else doing that voice in that initial episode, whatever it was of the Batman cartoon, probably it probably would have been a one off character. But she just made it. So anyway, rest in peace to both of you, and uh, thank you for making our youth and our young adulthood a little more fun. <laughs> <laughs> That should, we should have, we, thinking of Bob Barker, we should have a, remember that episode, remember those game shows, whether it was like you said, a snow day or whether it was an in-service day for teachers or whatever, and sitting in the TV room with my grandfather watching game shows mm-hmm. where like just the sexual innuendo was off the chart. Oh yeah. And I was young, I was young enough to know they were talking about something that I probably shouldn't be paying attention to. My grandfather didn't realize didn't think I really knew what they were talking about, and I really didn't, but I knew something was up. <laughs> oh, and, and I just remember, you know, you're on those weekdays living through all the game shows. In particular, mm-hmm. I'll never forget the day the Challenger exploded, which was 83, uh, yep. I want to say. Mm-hmm. 
it was a snow day, but my parents were both at work. My mother worked in a different school district than I went to school, and they had school and we didn't. And they interrupted. I think it was The Price is Right that they interrupted. And, of course, my sister and I first were just pissed. We're like, oh, come on. <laughs> and <laughs> She was going to guess the price of the soup, right? Exactly. She was, I think she was spinning the big wheel at the time. It was the big showcase oh, showdown geez. part. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that you're right. Game shows could be a fun topic. Mm-hmm. No whammies. No whammies. Okay. No whammies. That's not what we're here to talk <laughs> no, about. No, it's not. It's not. So I, This always happens. It, it does always happen. So I, I have a, a very stupid habit of, you know, doom scrolling through Facebook, and I see funny memes that I love, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to save that picture because that's really funny and it's cool. And I sent you one, I don't remember how long ago, with Carol Burnett, and it said, it had a, we were making a weird face, and it, it got us on a on a horrible side conversation about who was better, Harvey Corman or Tim Conway. Um, right. But the caption on the meme was, <laughs> you call it OCD, I call it put the fucking thing back where it belongs. <laughs> I call that OCPD. OCPD. Yes. That to me is the house I live in right now, which is why is this here when you took it out of the drawer and it's not back in the drawer and now you're not in the room anymore? Put it back in the fucking drawer. <laughs> no one in my house understands that but me. That and my my daughter knows I will I will traverse levels of our house to find her just to say, "Are you done at the kitchen table?" Because the light's still on in the kitchen. Ah, <laughs> and she 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 rolls her eyes and goes, "I'm sorry." Like I, I will actually go find her and ask the question, knowing the answer because. <laughs> you know, just just because you want to grind an axe. Well, and between you know, uh, between lights and humidity, um, it you know, five hundred dollar electric bill this past month. Mm-hmm. And I know turning off the light over the kitchen table isn't the whole cause of that, and, and it's more about me going. Just how do you not leave the room and turn the damn light off? And I, I know you know this feeling. Well, if you weren't using those old antique Edison filament bulbs that you know incandescence that chew up. All that power. I would go back to candles, but I don't think my wife would appreciate it. Mm, not so much, no. And the cat would eventually set it all on fire. So OCD. Yeah. Um, obsessive compulsive disorder. Obsessive compulsive disorder, as opposed to OCPD, obsessive compulsive personality disorder. They should have just call it Greg. They, I, I don't think so. See that, and that's, <laughs> and that was where this all started. I, I feel like I'm more at the third tier, which is just anal retentive. I, ah, I don't okay. think that I actually have or exhibit OCD. I, I believe that I'm just very precise in my needs. <laughs> Said every person who Said has person undiagnosed ever. OCD ever. Yeah, I suppose, probably. <laughs> well, there's a, a singular stark uh, differentiator mm-hmm. between OCD and OCPD. So the PD is personality disorder. People with true OCD, you will see it come and go based on their level of stress or anxiety. Mm-hmm. So the symptoms present themselves much, much more acutely when one is under higher and higher levels of, of stress or anxiety. OCPD is pervasive. It, it's really not linked to that kind of anxiety trigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll, it'll fluctuate a bit, but it really is tied to one's personal preferences, where OCD, it's not a preference. OCD is marked by things like fantasy thinking and not not the good kind mm-hmm. um it's if i don't do this something bad's gonna happen yep if i if 
all of the towels are not perfectly straightened in the bathroom, my spouse is going to divorce me. Yeah, completely ridiculous leaps. Yeah. That's the obsession part. The obsession part is the recursive thought. It's constantly there, constantly there, and you can't let it go. And the compulsion is, well, it is. You are compelled to act upon this recursive, obsessive thought. And it's a repeating cycle. And the more anxiety and the more stress you're under, the less ability you have to control that to the point where you you will go and act on these obsessions uh, as as if it was the only need you had in your life to keep you alive. Yeah, you can't. And and I would say, tell tell me if you disagree with this. On the compulsion part, ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's a compulsion that it it's not taking you ridiculously out of your way to do it. So you just do it anyway, like fixing the towels, like checking the doorknob right. one more time. It's not. I need to go three miles out of my way to buy something at this particular store, and it's actually impacting my day-to-day routine. Well, I mean, yeah, I would say that's that's true, but the it will impact your day-to-day routine. Um, it will get to the point where you start making excuses for the everyday things you do in life just in case you need to be around and available to... Or you're compelled to act upon your obsession. For instance, some people have a accounting issue. Mm-hmm. So their obsession, if I don't do said thing, if I don't count these things right now, something bad will happen. Right? So, and it could be completely rando, right? You're like, what? <laughs> you you know that's not right. You know that's that's fantasy thinking. If I don't count all of these things right now, then my my son or daughter is going to get in a car wreck. Mm-hmm. So you go and you start you do you, you do your counting, and the more anxiety you have about whatever's going on in your life, and certainly about that particular topic, the less ability you have to interrupt this thought cycle. And so you will stand there and count. You're like, no, I can't go yet. Count, gotta count these things. You know, count, count all the whatever's in your house, right? And then be like, honey, come on, we got to go. It's like, no, I can't go. I got to stay here and I got to count these things. Otherwise, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. That's obsessive compulsive disorder, and that's how it can wreck your life. And it, it there's varying degrees, right? I'm, as I had mentioned in a, couple of episodes much earlier that I have OCD as a comorbid uh, comorbidity with my ADHD. And that was the, the OCD obsessive compulsive disorder was first was diagnosed first. I had had it for a long time, a long, long time. And as we look back on my history more and more understanding sort of the triggers that start that. And what we found is that well, and not just for my sake, but we doctors don't really know the exact brain chemistry around that causes these recursive loops. Uh, but they do understand where in the brain it's happening. And some of the, and many of the same attributes that trigger for ADHD will also trigger OCD. So they're, they're linked somehow, mm-hmm. but not, not directly. It's a similar brain chemistry thing going on there. We found that you know, I was, I was having these obsessive compulsive 
crazy, crazy things that I was doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that I had to do, it's like, almost like putting on a fire, right? You go and you act upon these things because in your mind, there's a fire and you're putting it out and you have to do this. And the, the more anxiety and the more stress you have, the more that fire just pops up again, the faster it pops up once you put it out. Yeah. And as you just get into these loops where you will do nothing but check all the doors and windows 50 times a night. Mm -hmm. And, and I think one of the things that I'm sure people are thinking and, and one of the more common things when people start thinking about this is, well, doesn't everyone feel that way to some degree a little mm -hmm. bit? And I know for me, you know, I, I I don't think I can pull away from my house without stopping and backing up and double checking that I closed the garage door. Uh, you know, double checking that I locked the door as I'm walking mm -hmm. out. That's sure. Those are, I, I hate to use the word normal, but, but those are common. I, th I think they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's, there's, there's part of one's brain that's, you know, you're saying I, this is a responsible action, right? I'm, I, I choose to do this now. If, you close the garage door. You distinctly remember in your short-term gerbil brain that 30 seconds ago, you pushed the, the button and the garage door closed. Could you continue on if you said, I am, if you chose to not look, could you continue on with the rest of your day? I, I could. There you go. I could. And now, now I will say to, to add to that, though, is I won't pull away from the garage door until it hits the ground so, okay so i'm i won't pull out hit the button and drive away so i i want i want to make sure it's closed but i will do that and start pulling down the street and look at my wife or my daughter and go did i did i close the garage door yes you closed the garage door okay <laughs> i believe you and maybe that's a big difference too is i believe them it's just, there's a difference between short-term memory issues <laughs> and, and you know having obsessive thoughts. Mm -hmm. So here's another key difference between the, the personality disorder and the, um, the biochemical disorder. You are linking the need to check the garage door for the fact that you want to make sure that the garage door is closed. It, yes, it, it has a right? need that is a, an obvious need. I'm not linking it with some other fantasy to your point earlier. Ex exactly. And that's, that is a big, hmm. a, a big differentiator. Um, and people that say, why would I, 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 I can't imagine myself needing to constantly check that the garage door is closed to make sure that aliens do not invade the planet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, who makes that leap? Crazy people do. Okay. That's what, that's, that's who makes us leap. And I am one of them. <laughs> oh. But the interesting thing is, is I wonder, and the more I've read about it is I wonder I think all of this stuff is likely rooted in the very same place, right? In our consciousness, the, the need to like be responsible and you're responsible for, because you want to make sure that basically you don't get eaten by tigers or something, right? From our, from our that, caveman brain. I have not worried so, about being eaten by tigers in at least three or four days. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see. That's progress. Mm -hmm. Well done. Your therapy's working, but somewhere deep in our deep in our caveman brain i think that stuff that's where that stuff is rooted mm -hmm. and with true ocd there is a biochemical differentiator that causes this loop to occur and to whatever that whatever that res responsible responsiveness 
flow is, it like forces it to feed back on itself. I don't know. It's very weird. But the the thing that is interesting about the personality disorder side of things is can it can it change? Can it go from being a personality disorder to a true OCD or does can OCD actually manifest itself first as a personality disorder? Well, th that's interesting. And one of the things that I did read about the key difference between the two of them is that OCPD, the personality disorder, can um, is, is often the person with OCPD tends to lack self-awareness of the fact that they're doing these things. Whereas someone with OCD ah. knows what they're doing, knows <laughs> yeah. it's not right, but can't help themselves. And OCPD is someone who's doing these things. And if you point it out, they go, what? Mm -hmm. That to me would say the, the first way of moving between one or the other, I suppose, if that's even possible, is, is the self-realization part of it and, and becoming conscious of what you are doing. Mm -hmm. And that it's not a normal thing. How much do you need to be in control? Right. Mm -hmm. And I've, there's some folks that, that I know that, I mean, control is 100% a part of their life. That's what they have to have. They have to feel that they are in control all the time. Probably. I don't know why I'm not a therapist, but, I, but like I said, but I have a PhD in but pain. You, yes. <laughs> but, you, but you play one on the radio. But it, I do. Yeah. Everything in their life, they have to be in control. They have to be the one who's leading, leading all the parent activities for school. They have to be the ones that are driving all the activities at work. They have to be the ones that, because if it's not them, it's going to get messed well, up. Well, now you're just talking about me. That's personality disorder, yeah, right? No. right? Strict orderliness, perfectionism, mm -hmm. right? Someone who always wants to be in control. And they tend to per be persistent over time, meaning that they don't really show a lot of variability given the people's level of stress and anxiety. Um... They're also, they're also, it also has a fourth bullet point here. It says they're just big assholes. Well, you made that one up. See, yes, you just described, <laughs> you just described a few things that I do. And yet I feel like I can bucket those into certain categories. I'm not like that with everything. I don't think, I don't know that it that has to be with everything. I think you're bending the definition to fit around my, my, myself. No, 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 no. Did you read about cluster C personality disorders? I did not. Ah, you have more research to do, my son. Cluster, cluster <laughs> C. Uh-huh. I, 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 is this going to be a website created by you in the last, you know, three days <laughs> in anticipation of this conversation? Three days? What do you think I was, why was, what do you think I was late this morning? <laughs> complete with, complete with fake references just to prank you. Would that be something I would do? <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> Absolutely, it would. Oh, see, and and I I really do, um, I really do lean back to yeah. I'm just anal retentive, retentive about a couple of things. I I truly don't believe that uh, I exhibit enough of these traits to be uh, considered OCD or or certainly not OCPD. So it, explain, give us an example. Give us an example. Yes. So you, you said that there's just a few things well, the that you're like this. The with. garage door thing. Yeah. Uh, what else? You mentioned counting before. Mm -hmm. So I definitely have a counting thing. But I'm not counting the number of times I do things. I, uh, this is going to, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. This is going to sound so weird. <laughs> I, I subdivide <laughs> words. 
uh, I look at a word and I'm like, okay, it's an eight-letter word. It's two four-letter words. It's four two-letter words. Uh, I was sitting in the car yesterday and there was a sign in front of me that said congratulations. And that's a great word because it's 15 letters. You can make five three-letter words out of it if you read it in chunks. But That's it, just pattern yeah, recognition. It's pattern recognition. But that, that to me is one of those things. And I, I can't not do that. Especially yeah. with a long word, like the first, my first thing when I see a long word is, I wonder if that's a divisible number. And I always viewed that as just me being a math dork. It, it, that's exactly what it is. Okay. Well, since also <laughs> I, I feel less weird about that then. I th- I, thank you, Dr. James, that, for, for categorizing you're, you're welcome. That for yes, me. yes, yes, exactly. That's, that's what I would say. I'm just like, okay. That's your natural proclivity in terms of your wiring of your brain, how you see things and the patterns that you see. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I would say. I mean, I have similar things too that way. That for the longest time, it's like what? Everybody, nope. I'm the only one does that. I can't. No way. <laughs> that's not true. Um, and it's like I'll be I'll be something you know about well all my crazy and come across a new term of like what is that thing? What, what's that mean? I don't know what that means. So I'll, you know re- look that up and be like. I, I totally do that. Holy crap. Other people do that too. <laughs> you thought it was just you. Wait a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For instance, numbers. So let's go, let's go with the number thing. So if you're thinking of, well, let me, let me rephrase this because this is my brain talking. Um, I visualize strings of numbers as shapes. As, as shapes or shades? Sh- shapes. Shapes. If I visualize a number line and I'm just like counting up by ones in my head, that like number line has a three dimensional shape to it. And it always has, I can, I can, I know where I'm at on, on the number line up into probably the like hundred, one fifty area. I can know where I'm at based on where in the shape I'm imagining in my head. All right, I see. What, I, I get that. That's that has a name, and I can't remember what the hell it's called. Huh. Um, because I I read about it. I'm like, holy shit, is this another weird thing I only do, and everybody else is like, do I have to take another drug for this? And I mentioned it to my wife. She's like, I do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I totally need another drug for this. Now. <laughs> I gotta. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, oh, really? I just had no idea that numbers have shapes, and then actual individual numbers also have shapes. Th- that I don't see. Interesting. Now I want to read about that. Now I got to figure out what the hell it's called. Yeah. Individual numbers have shapes. I'm writing that down. I'm going to look at that one when we're done here. That's that is fascinating to me. So, so yeah, I'll figure it out. So another symptom of OCD that I want to bring up is, uh, <laughs> as I do it, is stuttering. Okay. Uh, my, I, I have a, a what I would call a slight stutter as I get worse and worse during this conversation. <laughs> it Uh, my father when he was young had a very bad stutter like he had a stopwatch that he would practice speaking slowly and as as he got older that got better to the point where now i don't know if now it's not noticeable because i'm used to him or if he just does it a lot less i think he does it a lot less that Mm -hmm. he's figured it out but he probably just it's probably just part of how he speaks now and i just don't see it Mm-hmm. But I remember when I was young, my friends making fun of him because of his stutter, because of how how significant it was at the time. And I know he had a tough time as a kid having to constantly deal with that. 
but that is certainly a thing that you'll see. And I always viewed the stutter as your thoughts are coming too fast to get them out of your mouth. You're, you're tripping mm -hmm. over your words because you have all these things. I, I visualize it as literally a backlog of words, like a word cloud stuck in the back of your throat. And, and hmm. you can't get them out properly. I don't have problems with words. I just have issues with my brain not or my mouth not forming the complete sentences as fast as my brain is going. Yeah, and that's really the same way I feel about the stutter. But for me, it's that I'm trying to force them all. You can't, you can't form them to get them out. I form them too quickly, and there's too many of them, and I trip over them. You have a mouth full of partially formed words. I do. <laughs> I do. And okay, so that and usually that, some that, ruffles, you know, and cheese oh, of doodles. Of course, yeah, cheese doodles. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That thing I was telling you about earlier was called number form synesthesia. Number form. Just look up number form. Wow. Yeah. That's. I. It's a thing. Well, we'll, it's a whole thing. We'll put something on the on the resources page here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that. That is. Wow. That's an interesting one. So, wh what do we do about these things? These oh, and again, I'm going to back up. Just stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, just stop it. Just stop well, it. If it's being inattentive, like me, like I firmly believe I am, I just need to just stop it. Just stop it. Mm -hmm. What do you know? What the medication for this actually does? How it helps with this? Well, I mean, with obsessive compulsive disorder, not the personality disorder, there's a couple of different pathways that it focuses on, and, and they're they're very similar to what. ADHD is, and it's all about these neurotransmitter pathways. Usually, usually, let's see which one is the dopamine pathways and the norepinephrine pathways. And there's typically, if you can interrupt those, or if you can get them balanced correctly, you're able to with OCD that it calms the the need to. Well, what actually what it does is it it interrupts the fantasy linkage where you're like, okay, I'm not fantasy thinking here or not, or oftentimes I'll call it prognosticating or fortune telling mm -hmm. somehow or another. It, it affects that, that area. And then the compulsion part can be managed with behavioral therapy. And so it's a constant, it's a, it's a medication and a therapy combination that can help bring it into control, certainly in times of, of high stress. And so people that are well-managed, um, you will never even see it in them until they become extremely stressed. And then they can't, almost like a tick, almost like, you know, mm -hmm. someone with, with anxiety-based Tourette's, you won't see it until it gets, when they get super stressed. Personality disorder, from what I understand, is all behavioral therapy. Okay. There's there's no biochemical linkage uh, that they've that they know of. Yeah, and that and that tracks with the definition I had read of of it being of not being self aware of it. That you would need behavioral therapy to really come to terms with what's happening, and recognize that it's. Um, I think with most things you're not self aware of. You're not self aware of them because you think they are quote unquote normal. You do right. Because you, the only perspective you had is from inside your own head. Yes. So this is just the way it is. This is how it's got to be normal. But the people around you are like, this guy's a giant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, yep, you know exactly. I have what no I'm idea what you're talking about. 
For some reason, when you use, when you say you, it doesn't sound like the royal you. It sounds like you, oh. Greg, are doing. You know, oh. I don't know why. I feel very very targeted here. Oh, it's working then. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the it's the reality of it. Is the people around you would be the ones to tell you. Oh sure, sure. Again, the, you know, the self awareness thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know, you do not have OCD. You have OCPD if you are exp- exhibiting those traits. Because, like you said before, people who have OCD, they know it. <laughs> and they know they know something's not right, and they can't stop it. Whereas somebody who's just what we would call a control freak has this personality disorder, and it's typically rooted in what they found is rooted in uh, some sort of childhood trauma or childhood development, hmm. where they feel that they have to be the ones to control things, because if they don't, bad things are going to happen. I just like things to be, I just like lights to be turned off and things to be put back where they belong. I, Me too. I, I don't think that's a, I view that as an organizational thing and not a childhood trauma thing. Clean, well, clean no, the fuck up after yourself. Put things in the dishwasher. That's fine. And that's why I think I would say you probably don't have the PD part of OCPD. I don't think you've got any of that. No. Frankly. I think we can all think of people in our lives that probably exhibit parts of that. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's just like they're a total drag to be around. I can't, I can't deal with it. Why do you have to be so controlling all the time? Why do you have to? Yeah, well, there's a reason for it, and it's it's behave, likely behavioral and not biochemical. My my friend has a, and this this does tend to align with with autism spectrum as well. Um, uh, my my son knew someone in high school who was like this, and the thing that drove my son craziest about him was that. If he wanted to do something, he he did not accept no for an answer on mm-hmm. anything. And he would, my son would be on a free period studying and the kid would come over and start talking to him and he'd go, I'm, I'm studying, I can't talk to you right now. And the kid would just keep talking. Yep. And my son would put on his headphones and the kid would just keep on talking. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was texting him uh, right before going away to school. Hey, let's, together, let's get together and go out for sushi before we... Um, we all go to college and Jack was leaving in like three days and Jack's like, I don't have time. And he goes, well, tomorrow, how about tomorrow at noon? I know this, this is great place and it's like two towns away. And Jack goes, I also don't like sushi. (laughs) And and the kid's (laughs) like, okay, so you want to meet there at noon? Like there's just, the conversation is completely one-sided. That's gotta be tough to live that way. It it has to be. You you alienate all kinds of people around you and, and whatnot, but it's, it's a thing. So, I mean, when people say, Oh, I'm so OCD about that. That still drives me nuts. Well, yeah. um, but but there's a a component to this where there is a an obsession and a compulsion to behave a certain way. Uh, but a, the behave it is the key thing, right? It's a behavior purely a behavioral thing and not a which makes it personality and not a biochemical thing that requires both therapy and medication in order to manage. I said, you can't fix it, but you can manage, you can manage it. it. And with most of the things I think you and I end up talking about, it's it's stuff that you learn to manage. I mm-hmm. I feel like I'm too old at this point to fix my back or my gut or any of my <laughs> mental issues. I'm I'm oh, going to manage them as best I can, but there's there's very little <laughs> fixing left to be done for to me. I think. Yeah, you're going down the chute pretty fast. Mm-hmm.
makes that leap? Crazy people do.